Good morning, Utah. 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 Can you hear the sunrise above the horizon as the sheep herders gather their herd? It's June the 26th. It's June the 26th, 2021, right around 9.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time in the great mountain state of Utah. Mountain state. Mountain goats. Mountain lovers. Mountain lovers. Living in a cave, looking for their love in the mountainside. Mountain lover, caressing the blumbula, massaging the scrumpus, pinching the butt. If you are listening on shortwave radio, this is the Planetary Status Report, and this is either Saturday or Sunday night, but as of this recording, it is 9.30 a.m., June the 26th, Saturday, 2021, Boblimtok. We are living in the time of Wiley Coyote and Wild Bill Cody and all the monsters and all the ghosts and all the guilt trips of all the murdered Native Americans. We are living in a time of burial grounds and ancient urns. We are living in a time of oily greases and the mountain beasts. But if you are listening on shortwave radio, this is 5950 kilohertz. WRMI, out of Miami, Okeechobee, from the swamp, a beast shall arise. The beast will be covered in leeches. The beast will be radioactive. The beast will look like a giant French bulldog that lost all its hair. Because it got the GERD.
Gird your loins, brothers and sisters. Gird your loins, for the future is arriving soon. So a couple weeks ago, I went out on a little bit of a, I don't know, a forest adventure with a friend of mine, a friend who's into radio, like a lot of you guys. And we were out setting up a shortwave radio, broadcasting to the starships parked behind the moon. Starship Jesus is parked behind the moon. We were trying to reach him. We went into the Uinta Mountains. They are in Utah. We said, Starship Jesus, when will you get here? There was no response. Just dead air. Starship Jesus. Yeah, so we were in the mountains, you know, doing radio stuff, and I have a link to some videos in the show notes. If you're listening on shortwave, you can get to the show notes by going to dfgtc.org slash show notes. That's Delta Foxtrot Golf Tango Charlie dot org slash show notes, and you can get the notes if you pick the right date. Pick the right broadcast date, whether it's UTC or Eastern Standard Time or the Queen's Goodly, the Queen's Goodly Time, which is basically UTC, because the Queen owns the world, the Queen controls it all. Back to the first topic. So yeah, I was up in the mountains with a friend of mine, and I made some videos, and you know, Some people look at these videos and say that's weird to talk about making punji sticks and spears, but actually, I think maybe we should think about making spears. And I don't mean like Mel Gibson and Braveheart, who, you know, he says majestically, we'll make spears, we'll make spears. Edward Longshank, we'll never see it coming, because we'll make spears. We'll make spears. We'll make spears. We'll make punji sticks. We'll dig punji strict stick traps and we'll we'll poop and we'll pee on our punji sticks and we'll lay those traps. No, next topic. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. The history of roads. The history of roads. The history of roads is a history of armies and slaves. Again, the quote from Dr. Freckles. The history of roads is the history of armies and slaves. What do I mean by that? Well, let's think on that one. If you're like me and you believe in human freedom, you sometimes look at the mythology of Rome with a bit of a tilted head. 
And you say to yourself, well, yeah, I mean, they had lots of armies and they killed lots of people. And they definitely tried to control the world for a while. And, and that's how empires work. They work for a while. When you understand what an empire is, an empire is just another con. An empire is just a super form of government, the next level up. If you understand what the state is and what the super state is, an empire is a con. An empire is a bunch of grifters convincing you that just because they're better at predicting the next eclipse, they should tell you how to run your lives. Empire is a, is a cargo cult con. And as long as it pays off, people don't revolt. As long as it pays off, people are more or less obedient. Empire is a grift. What Dr. Freckles is saying here is that the roads, purportedly, their purpose is to help you. The roads support commerce and they make sure the ambulance shows up to take you to the death hotel. The roads and make sure the cops can show up to shoot your dog. The roads make sure that we can move armies around really, really fast in case any of the little people get uppity. Roads are really useful. Not so much to ordinary people. Ordinary people in the year 2021 want flying cars. Ordinary people believe that technology can do that. And actually, in a free world, we would already be there. And all the road projects and the infrastructure projects, all those things would be dust in the wind. Ordinary people know the roads bring armies. Ordinary people know the roads bring slavery. Ordinary people know that you march the Cherokee to a new land on a road. Ordinary people know that you can't move the Native Americans to different places in the 19th century without a few roads. Yeah, ordinary people know that. The history of roads is a history of armies and slaves. Dr. Freckles. Next topic. So, um, in recent podcasts, I've mentioned Starship Jesus, and let me be clear on what I mean by Starship Jesus. Number one, I am not a prophet. I'm not even a very good Christian right now. As far as my Christianity goes at this particular moment, I'm struggling. I'm struggling because I am finding myself asking God why and when. Why are you allowing this to happen? And yes, I know that that's the wrong thing to say because it's people that are allowing this to happen. So I already know out of the box that my position is weak. But I still say, why, dear Lord, why do you not punish them? And then that brings on the question, when? And when I say them, I include me. I am not special and neither are you. I am not without sin, and neither are you. And in terms of what great punishment should befall all of us, and I mean all of us, that's the whole planet Earth, whether you think it's a spear, or a flat plane, or a simulation in some robot brain, 
all of you, including me, we've been dicks, and there are consequences. Yeah. I have been thinking about this, and I've had a hard time, but I'll just say this up front. When I say starship Jesus, I don't mean Jesus. I mean the Antichrist. Let's be clear. If in a couple months, after some terrible things happen, and I'm afraid that the dance cards for, for our futures are not filled out, completed, I'm afraid that the movie continues, I'm afraid that if you think it's all over, all the the psyops and all the manipulation and all the deliberate acts of evil and all the crude forms of stupid obedience, if you think that that is over, you are wrong. I've been unable to pray enough to my Lord in heaven because I wonder when, how, this will all resolve itself. I I wonder, can there be justice in a world when so many evil people profit and so many good people are destroyed? How can there be justice in a world like that? But I also know this. In prophecy, we are told that at the end times, most people will be fallen. Most people will have forgotten their Lord. Most people, even those who claim to be Christians, will turn on Christians. What have you seen in the last year, brothers and sisters? I I, I can tell you what I saw in Seattle. I saw people choosing crude obedience over wisdom or logic. I saw people choosing fear over joy. I saw people choosing evil over my Lord in heaven. What time do you think it is? If I say starship Jesus, I mean Antichrist. And yeah, I don't know what's happening next, but next topic. Next topic, right? And before I move on, I just need to mention something. I have not been able to podcast at all pretty much um, for a few weeks now. I don't have a good excuse. I don't have kids. I don't have a wife. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have any legitimate excuse for not podcasting other than me personally not giving a crap. And that's not a good excuse. So I just want to say to my listeners who are generally just really great listeners out there that I'm not giving up on the podcast, but between you and me, it gets hard sometimes. You know, recently my YouTube channel was destroyed. Um, And that's not the reason why I chose not to podcast. It's more like it was just a reminder that I could be right. Like, (laughs) I'll throw something on the table and I hope you believe me because it's true. I hope I'm wrong about most of the things I've been right about so far. I hope I'm wrong about what happens next. I really do. The thing about my YouTube channel being banned is it feeds the dark perspective. It feeds the pessimist. It feeds the skeptic. It feeds the version of me that says, no, Dan, the happy endings are over. Okay? Best case scenario, you're going to be dead in five years. 
Best case scenario. Worst case scenario, you're dead in five months. So I haven't been able to podcast in a while. Next topic, the one week, the one week crack up bash. The one week crack up bash. Now, before I go too far, I'd like to talk about a concept in Austrian economics known as a crack-up boom. And a crack-up boom is the outcome of inflation, and more specifically, monetary inflation, and to be more specific, the printing of money. And at this point in time, they really don't print as much money as they just add digital zeros. I mean, it's incredibly unlikely that there's enough physical species to match all the virtual money out there. And I just don't mean the notional M1, M2 that the FRED Federal Reserve data site gives you. I just don't mean their notional abstract versions of money. I mean all the debts, all the liabilities, all the counterparty risk, all the stocks. not enough cash, physical cash, if you want to, you know, cash yourself out. Not enough cash. Anywho, a crack-up boom, like what happened in Weimar, Germany in the 20s, and also to some extent in the United States, a crack-up boom is where you, you, know, you print a lot of money, you issue a lot of debt, you put a lot of liquidity into the general economy. Lots of people have cash. Lots of people are buying things. Companies are hiring people. That's good, right? Companies are hiring people. Builders are building. That's good, right? And this lasts for a while. It lasts for a little while. And then all of a sudden you find out that the money is becoming progressively worth less and less and less. That's the boom. You know, or or you could say the boom is the part that feels great. The crack up is essentially what follows. And the crack up is what's going to follow our little experiment in fiat currency and central banking. But I think a lot of people imagine the crack up this time around, like the 1930s depression, or maybe even the last great recession, which frankly, it neither began nor ended. If we did the numbers correctly, if we really assessed growth in our economy, and we thought in terms of recessions and depressions, I think you could make a good argument that the United States economy and the world economy has been in a functional depression since 2008. That's reality. 
They covered up reality for, a, for more than a decade with a lot of printed money until late 2019 when the repo market started blowing up and then boom, we get the monkey herpes, we get the race war, we get starship Jesus, because UFOs are real, the Navy said so. So a crack-up boom describes the economic process by which money printing leads to a depression, right? A lot of people think that the crack-up boom we're going to experience, or the crack-up portion of it, will last, you know, a couple years or at least a couple months. But what if I told you the system is so tight, so broken that this is such a neo-Stalinist hellhole and things are so over-engineered that the crack-up part of this boom, which could happen any day now, please listen to what I'm saying, folks. Any day now this could happen. We are in a Schrodinger economy. Our economy is in a Schrodinger state. The value could be infinite. If you're a Keynesian, if you're Paul Krugman, you'd say the value of the U.S. economy and the world economy is infinite. You can issue as much debt as you want to. We can grow forever. We're the unkillable cancer tumor. Yeah, if you believe what Paul Krugman believes, the value of the U.S. economy is functionally infinite, which means you can issue as much debt against it as you want to. It doesn't matter. Eventually, all the debt gets paid off. Eventually, we grow to infinity. That is the Keynesian belief system. And it is interesting, if not ironic, that so many environmentalists are also Keynesians. Isn't that interesting, brothers and sisters? Because in reality, I can think of no economic philosophy other than communism more destructive to an ecosystem than Keynesian thinking. The Keynesian idea that we'll just grow our way out of every problem? Okay, here's a problem. The orca whales in the Puget Sound are dying, leaving, or not having kids. The pods are going away. That's a problem, Paul. How do you grow yourself out of that problem? You hire more green workers in the Puget Sound to poop more into the rivers, their organic, gluten-free poop? So more salmon die, so more orca whales are never born. You just created a great problem, Paul. I don't see how any environmentalist can be a Keynesian, and yet so many are. I don't see how any rational environmentalist can believe in the Green New Deal. If you know anything about ecosystems and balance, you don't solve the balance problem by pouring more poison, more toxins, more crap into the system. 
And if you're not an environmentalist and you're at least someone who believes in freedom, why are we funding stupid things? Let's stop. Let's no longer fund stupid things. And better yet, let's stop paying taxes. Because I can't think of any useful thing your taxes are going to. When the crack up portion of what is coming hits us, and it could happen Monday, it could happen two weeks from now, don't be surprised if it, if it happens like this. Markets, all the markets, all the commodity markets will freeze, essentially freeze at some really high level. People will try to rotate out of stocks and cash into cryptos. If you've ever worked with cryptos and tried to move quickly, they're not that agile. You're gonna be screwed. So the first thing that's going to happen is that the stock market, the Dow, the NASDAQ, all these markets will freeze. They won't crash. They'll basically freeze. And when that happens, everyone's going to rush for the door. The sad truth is most of you are too late. If that happens, you're already too late. You will never, ever, ever get any of your money out. You're done. But the people that can get out will rotate into cryptos. The problem is there is not a single crypto that can overwhelm the basic rules that restrict crypto, and those rules are non-linear. Or another way of putting this, if all the people that can escape the stock market try to rotate into cryptos, the cryptos will start crashing. And then what if you add in blackouts? you know, that are going to be happening in like the most populous state, California. Meditate on what I'm saying, crypto junkies. I don't care that you made money up until now. People flip houses up until now. There are people that work for pharma companies selling crappy poison to doctors up until now. There are a lot of things that worked in a parasitic imperial neo-Stalinist economy up until now. A lot of the things that worked yesterday are going to stop working. So don't focus on 2019. Ask yourself a simple question. If people can get any money out of the markets and they rotate into crypto, is there a magic number at which the crypto markets start failing? And I would say yes, and the number is not that big. So then what happens? Cryptos begin to barf. So people race to the exit from cryptos, and then they find out that racing to the exit from cryptos is almost as bad as your 401k on day zero, which means you're screwed. But the people that can escape the stock market and can, you know, can escape cryptos and convert to dollars while the dollars still have notional value their next stop is going to be real stuff. Physical gold, physical silver, ammunition, farmland, diamonds, real stuff, tangible stuff. That is the final exit. And that's where people will be a week after the markets freeze up. Seven to ten days 
after the markets freeze up, they will have already crashed the cryptos, okay? Sorry, get over it. And if you live in California and you're wagering on cryptos, are you schizophrenic? Or, or are you like split personality or something? Something weird going on because you're clearly not getting that there are going to be massive blackouts this summer. Whether they're planned or not is irrelevant. I know, I know your Hanlon's razor people really love to think in terms of, you know, it's more likely incompetence until it's inconvenient to blame incompetence. Isn't that funny? What I'll tell you is the system's falling apart. If they're telling you hackers are going to crash the power grid this summer, it's way more likely that the power grid will crash at any time. So people will rotate. As quickly as they can, they will move out of the stock market, out of cryptos. This will all happen in about a week. Not, not two months, not a year, about a week. And a week later, the U.S. dollar will be worthless. That's how fast this is going to happen. It's not going to be seven, eight, nine months. Oh, it's going to be stagflation, Dan. Yeah. This is not the 1970s. Okay, this is not even the 1980s. The North Sea oil discovery is nearly kaput. All the oil we're finding is unconventional oil, and it's really expensive to produce. This is not the 1970s. This is way worse than that. We aren't facing one problem. We're facing several. So yeah, when I say the entire crack-up portion of this thing could t take place in about a week, I mean it. And I know it sounds crazy. I know you're going to say, Dan, that can't happen. They would never allow it. The problem is the tools they're using to control dissent are the tools that are causing the plane to crash. The more they use these tools, the more likely the nose points towards the ground faster. Okay, that's the reality. If they print more money, they're screwed. If they lower interest rates, they're screwed. If they raise interest rates, they're screwed. There is no exit. There is no way out. And if you think there's going to be a gentle descent into hell, have you been paying attention? Remember, the repo market blew up between July and September of 2019. Even with the most recent BS about the monkey herpes COVID, they place it at November. Does the virus have a time machine? Does it figure out the most convenient time to cover up human failure and human evil and the grotesque behaviors of empire? Does the virus know how to do those things in addition to surviving in ultraviolet light and having a tiny little propeller that allows it station keeping during the wind? Dummies, if you wear a mask in the wind, in sunlight, you are really stupid. If you wear a mask in the desert, in sunlight, you are an idiot. You are dumb. And the mask is making you dumber. Sorry for that rant, but time's over for pussy, you know, for, um, yeah, I was going to say pussy footing. I might as well. Time's over. Time's over for that. 
I don't tell you. I was going to talk more about Hanlon's razor. If you don't know what Hanlon's razor is, Hanlon's razor is basically this, okay? It is the statement that it is always more likely that human failure is the cause of some accident or incident than some form of malicious evil. This is basically Hanlon's razor. Hanlon must be an atheist. He might even be some kind of creepy sociopath because that's what sociopaths want us all to believe. The monkey herpes was an accident. The race war was an accident. All the ridiculous election crap, one giant mistake. But what if that's not the truth? What if the truth is closer to this, folks? Government's a grift. They are grifters. Where do you think the moral compass of a grifter points? You should think on that. <sighs> Another quote in Dr. Freckles, Hanlon's razor, a non sequitur, masquerading as wisdom. And a non-sequitur in logic or reasoning is any set of statements, two or more, that have no reasonable connection to each other. So, yeah. But why suspect evil? Why suspect evil when you can suspect autism? I believe Hitler was autistic. The people that created the atom bomb, they were pretty autistic. They were very focused. I, I believe autism is much more likely than evil or even a mistake or some stupid error. Or what about Bigfoot? What if the most likely explanation for any problem is Bigfoot? I can play this game too, Hanlon. Bigfoot's always out there in the woods looking at you, lurking, looking through the bushes while you take a poop. Bigfoot's out there watching you, watching you poop. He knows when you leave your home, he's going to break in and steal your cocaine. monster could be a better explanation than evil or mistakes who knows champy women we could blame women we could blame martian hooker women we could blame nanites we could blame the mayor of washington dc aka mayor boomer aka joseph biden he's the mayor of washington dc afghan veterans will get this We could blame herpes. Maybe a better version of Hanlon's razor is why, why blame evil 
Why blame evil when you can blame herpes? Why blame evil when you can blame farts? Why blame evil when there are two dogs? One's named Boomer, the other's named Beans. And both these dogs are as likely an explanation for something going wrong as evil or a mistake. And don't tell me Beans made a mistake. And don't tell me Boomer made a mistake. And don't tell me that wretched hooker, Susan Wojcicki, CEO of YouTube, when she banned my channel, or her employees did, which is more likely, made a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. It was on purpose. That means that probably Susan Wojcicki is a Martian Bigfoot hooker. And she has crabs. The CEO of YouTube is a Martian Bigfoot hooker with crabs. That's genital crabs. Next topic. Your fear or your freedom. Your fear or your freedom. This is a quote from Dr. Freckles. Your fear or your freedom, you can only have, you can only keep one. This is a quote from Dr. Freckles. And if you want to get to these quotes and other nuggets and you're listening on shortwave, then this is probably Saturday or Sunday night. And this is most likely 5950 kilohertz WRMI out of Miami Okeechobee from the swamp, a crocodile beast and a hooker army will arise. From the swamps, the hooker army of Tampa will come forth. From the swamps, alligators and crocodiles will learn to use computers and probably even get jobs at McDonald's. Those Burmese python you can't stop, they're coming for you out of the swamp. This is WRMI out of Miami. And if you want to get to these quotes from Dr. Freckles or any of the show notes, you can go to Delta Foxtrot Golf Tango Charlie, that's D-F-G-T-C dot O-R-G slash show notes. That's D-F-G-T-C dot O-R-G slash show notes. If you want to email me and complain to me, my email address is me at imsully.com. And if you want to listen to other podcasts, you can go to imsully.com and listen to as many as you want to or as few as you want to. And if you want to donate to this broadcast podcast, just go to, you know, paypal.com slash paypal me slash dr freckles and and you can donate to dr freckles and, and that's okay too here's the quote once again from dr freckles your fear or your freedom you can keep only one think on that because this gets back to those roads they tell you well you know if we don't have taxes we can't have roads well I see lots of game trails in the woods, and I don't see any squirrels taking taxes. So my guess is that's a BS argument. We would have the roads we need. 
We probably wouldn't have the Eisenhower roads for moving missiles across the country in case we need to nuke Russia. We probably wouldn't have the super roads for moving Union troops through the South so we could burn Atlanta. No, we probably wouldn't have those kinds of roads that, you know, Hausman, who redesigned Paris, would have loved. You can research that yourself, Hausman. But needless to say, we would have useful roads. We would have useful roads that support communities, that are connected to ecosystems. We would have useful roads that are about functioning. We wouldn't have a time bomb of thousands of terrible bridges that no government, state, local, federal want to take responsibility for until there is a disaster. Until the bridge falls into the river and then you see the blame storming. And whether it's roads or it's water, <laughs> ask Flint, Michigan about their water. I mean, the government tells you you need them to have all these conveniences because they tell you if you don't have them, something bad will happen. That's how grifters work. I mean, not all grifters. Some grifters do more of the soft play. Some grifters are pure honeypot. But the grift that our government does is a confidence scheme. The grift that our government does is it tells you if you don't pay your taxes, you go to jail. If you don't pay your taxes, your kids are going to die. If you don't pay your taxes, the Russians will nuke your city. If you don't pay your taxes, we can't go to Mars. We're going to be there. We'll, we'll be there soon. Once we get our 1950s style rocket ship up and running at SpaceX, right, Elon? You working on that? Rocket ship, destination moon, destination moon, a big tin can with a firecracker in its butt. That's right. Your fear or your freedom. The government will tell you that if you don't pay your taxes, if you don't have a government, you'll die. And then under Obama, you'll get sick and die. You have to have some type of national health care. You have to have some type of health insurance mandate or you'll die. But I'm going to blow your mind, brothers and sisters. I'm going to totally blow your mind. And if your name is Ray Kurzweil and you're listening on shortwave, you're going to go insane after I say this. On the planet Earth, with respect to the book of Ecclesiastes and all things that are not Eden, heaven, or the millennium kingdom, everything dies. Everybody dies. All the dogs and all the cats will die. That's what happens. That's it. If the government tells you if you don't pay taxes, you're going to die, they're basically telling you something that is ridiculous. Of course you're going to die. And guess what? Paying taxes will make no difference. The only argument you could potentially make is paying taxes might lead to you dying sooner. The taxes you pay for that cop that shows up at 4 a.m. when you're sleeping with your girlfriend, you know, who's pregnant with your child in your bed, the taxes that pay for those sheriffs and military gear to shoot 
a dozen holes for you and kill your dog, that will kill you faster. The taxes will probably kill you faster, but paying your taxes will buy you no more time on planet Earth. None, zip, nada. And if your contention is, well, Dan, if we don't have taxes and roads and a government, people won't take care of each other. If that's your contention, then you're basically screwed either way. Because government is made of people. These people you don't trust, these people that you think are just jerks, guess what? The worst of the worst go to government. So if you think the general population is filled with people that will turn on you if there were no cops, ding, 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 the worst of the worst are the cops. They are the army. They are the politicians. They are your mayor and your governor. The mayor of Seattle, Mayor Jenny Durkin, who basically supported the commies in yeah, Capitol Hill last summer, supported them, enabled them, even though taxpayers in that community who paid for property, somebody bought a condo worth a half a million bucks, probably voted for Jenny Durkin in Seattle, and then found themselves under siege. Thank you, Mayor Jenny. Tell me again about the roads. I saw City of Seattle employees blocking roads last summer. You can go to my website, dfgtc.org slash vids, and you can look at the videos yourself. Just... I think roughly, you know, I would say look to June on the date timestamp. I've been kicked off of YouTube, so I can't really post a useful link. Maybe I'll remember, and I'll, I'll post a useful link in the video, in the notes. But um, yeah, I videotaped the city of Seattle setting up roadblocks in Capitol Hill last summer, setting up little, you know, plywood boards so that the commies could draw on them. I recorded City of Seattle workers under orders from Mayor Jenny Durkin doing the things you think the government should do. That entire operation was 100% about fear. Tell me again why you pay your taxes. Do you pay your taxes to be screwed with? Because that's what they're doing. They're screwing with you. The monkey herpes, they are screwing with you. I don't care if the version of the monkey herpes, the COVID that you believe in, is the escape virus version monkey herpes, or the wet market, somebody ate the wrong bat, or the wrong monkey on the wrong day monkey herpes. It's irrelevant. It's BS. You pay taxes in order to be gaslit. You can choose your fear or you can choose your freedom. Which one? You can't have both. You really can't. You can choose one or the other. You can live your life according to all the fears about how you might die one day. Newsflash, you're going to die one day. And all the taxes in the world will do nothing to buy you another day. Okay, you can live according to that, according to the fear. You can wear one or two masks when it's 100 degrees out. You can spread the lies and the fear. So people you know commit suicide, including kids. You can spread the fear or you can choose freedom. But the time that you think you can have both is over. That's cartoon time. That's make-believe kindergarten time. That time is over. You can be afraid or you can be free. Next topic.
next topic. So, I don't really want to read the article about this, but several weeks ago, I started reading about the Delta variant. The Delta variant of the monkey herpes. This variant will cause you to bleed from all of your holes all at once. This Delta variant will make you sexy for 15 minutes before you explode. Yeah, so the Delta variant of the COVID, and this is, here's the deal, folks. At this point in time, do I think our government is capable of releasing a biological weapon in order to give credence to a lie? Do I think they would do that? Your government, with your tax dollars, once, uh, no, excuse me, they didn't do it once. They more than twice fracked for natural gas with tactical nuclear weapons. Research Operation Plowshares. Please tell me what you think they wouldn't do. When they were building the F-117 stealth fighter, they had workers at their secret sites burning toxic materials and because it had to be so top secret, they could not tell the workers to wear protective gear. So those workers got weird illnesses and died. Please tell me what you think your government wouldn't do. I just want to know. I, can, I have a list of examples, including personal examples, of stuff your government will do with your tax dollars. So, of course, you can believe in the Delta variant. But what I'm telling you, if a real virus were to hit, maybe they would release a bioweapon. But all that means is we're close to the end. When I was in the service, I was basically told biological warfare is uncontrollable. It's why you don't do it. Chemical warfare, nuclear warfare, as bad as those forms of warfare are, they are much more predictable. The worst case scenario with both is basically the weather. And yeah, the weather is unpredictable, but that's the worst case scenario. When you're talking about biological warfare, you're talking about the computational complexity of life itself. Do you really believe your government is that wise, that intelligent, the same government that, excuse me, used tactical nuclear weapons to frack for natural gas? Please tell me how smart you think these guys are. I really want to know. Oh, they forgot how they went to the moon, or they didn't go. Which one do you prefer, Mr. and Mrs. Believers? So if you go to dfgtc.org slash show notes, there's an article... <sighs> from, you know, the Las Vegas Review Journal about some surgical assistant that died from COVID stuff. I don't believe any of these stories. There's stuff about the black fungus. And then there's Vietnam's new hybrid and Brazil. In Brazil, the COVID-19 is killing hundreds of pregnant women and babies. I mean, 
There are lots of things that will kill hundreds of pregnant women and babies, including just going to the hospital. When I worked for Harborview Medical Center in 2010, the common statistic that year for deaths in the United States that resulted from incompetence in a hospital was about 200 to 300,000 people. Okay? Those are people that go to a hospital and the hospital kills them. So I'm kind of thinking there are lots of things that will kill pregnant women and babies long before the magical monkey herpes. And hospitals are a big contender. Yeah, so the, the, the fear's not over, is it, brothers and sisters? It continues, it continues. I ended up seeing this weird article in The Guardian. And again, this, this is on my show notes. I'll read the headline. I don't really want to. It, it's just horrible. Headline, COVID-19 variants, COVID-19 variants to be given Greek alphabet names to avoid stigma. That's weird. That's just plain weird. If we're going to give these this disease, these variants of the monkey herpes special names, I have some I have some suggestions rather than using Greek symbols. Rather than using Greek symbols, you know what I mean? going to give the monkey herpes, aka COVID, aka a global military psychological warfare operation, a special name. My first on my list is no come eight. You get the disease and your balls fall out. Next name I would give it is slinctus. You get the slinctus and your phlegm turns blue. Number three is Toriumel. If you get the Toriumel, you'll bleed from your butt. Number four is Dungus. You get the Dungus variant. If you get the Dungus variant of the COVID, your mind becomes filled with parasites. You imagine yourself as Skylord Alpha Charlie Delta 378. You monitor the planet for BS. You seek out the evildoers who wrestle the coyotes in the night. as a better name for a COVID variant is boobfragia. Boobfragia is an encrustation of yellow glimptus that gets emitted from the titular region of a woman's boobie. And if you get boobfragia, well, you don't want to get it. 
It's really, really terrible. Number six is Skankor. Number seven is Niblizzy. I like Niblizzy as a name. Eight is Dorg. Eight is Dorg. Number nine for names for COVID variants to this. It's like you're having a conversation over a glass of wine with your girlfriends. My grandma, who was 110, she weighed 400 pounds. She died tragically. She died tragically of the Tuvis. And if you're listening, this is the Planetary Status Report out of WRMI Miami, 5950 kilohertz, signing off. Bless you all. Have a good time traveling through space. The moon bond is the most important financial instrument of this century. The moon bond is how we will achieve over 5,000% growth. have a future with hookers on Mars, we're going to have to issue moon bonds. The moon bonds will be redeemable on a certificate basis within 100 to maybe, I don't know, maybe 500 year moon bonds. We can't have 10,000 year galaxy bonds until we've issued all the moon bonds for that moon land, plus all the derivatives. That's going to add up to a lot of, not quadrillions, but billions. Get people to Mars, the hookers to Mars, moon bonds, redeemable in 100 to 500 years.